0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode. I'm Nathan, the podcast host. Um, before we get to the episode, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and also if you follow us on Spotify. And I don't know why I'm saying us, because it's just me. But yeah, if you can like the video and share it as well, that would be much appreciated. Uh, the podcast is in paid partnership with The Flawed Journey, um, who's run by my girlfriend and her team are young, uh, are offering counseling sessions at an affordable rate and you won't be expected to wait on long waiting lists like most counseling sessions or therapy practices around the world do and so yeah if you look in the description you'll get a code and which you can use to get your first therapy session free so now that that's out of the way enjoy the episode So uh, today I'm joined with Lorcan Collins from the Revolutionary Ireland podcast. How are you?
1: How are you doing, Nathan? Thanks for having me on. Delighted to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I got you on as well, because um, for a long time I've been trying to get uh, some people on who specialize in what you do, which is Irish history. Um, I tried to get some politicians on. You know what they're like, they don't want to talk. So <laughs> that's been a bit hard to try and get them on. So yeah. Uh, now that's great that that you're doing this. Today. I've got a lot of questions in my mind. Um, nothing too hard. Um, I suppose because I've been sort of over the work on the other side of the world, I've got quite a following in like Australia, and um, a lot of them don't know about Irish history and stuff like that. Uh, so it would be great if we could like sort of talk foundational about stuff. But I'll also throw in some uh questions that um I want to know for my own self as well. Um. But yeah, um, do you just want to introduce yourself, Lorcan? Uh, yeah, people?
1: sure. Um, Lorcan Collins is my name. Uh, for 25 years, I've been running a tour in Dublin called the 1916 Rebellion Walk and Tour, which focused particularly on the uh, 1916 rise. And these days I've kind of expanded a bit to include um, uh, 1919 to 21, which is a period your listeners will be familiar with if they've watched Michael Collins, the movie. That's the War of Independence, as some people call it, or the Tan War as well, um, because we fought against the hated black and tans uh, who were paid mercenaries and murderers and marauders who uh, pillaged Ireland for a couple of years there. Then we have our Civil War as well, 1922-23. So that's really the the main kind of focus for my walking tour but um last year with the uh, lockdown i set up a new podcast revolutionary ireland podcast and the idea was i'd go from 1798 right up to modern times so you know i'm i've recently done a couple of podcasts on the blanket protests which lead in time to the hunger strikes the famous hunger strikes of 1980 and 1981
0: yeah. And that's I, me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. I, uh, the reason I like find out about you was because one of my friends had shared something on their story and, um, I'm not too sure it was the blanket protests. I think it was, it was a few weeks back. I think it might've been, it's obviously something to do in 1916 rising. And, um, I, he, he recommended me to go and listen to one of your episodes. And I think it was the episode of, uh, where the proclamation you were sorted, um, Taking it apart, and you were talking about whether it was in whether they had done it in Irish or not in Gaelic,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Well,
1: yeah, yeah, they I mean, they they didn't, and there are a number of reasons for that beautiful document not being translated at the time into the Irish language, and that is that uh, by then. Most people, the the, the the common language of the people of Ireland by 1916 was English. However, uh, you, you you'd be very familiar with the fact that the Gaelic League, uh, since the you know late 19th century, had sort of driven a language revival. But it would be fair to say that amongst the working class, in in with the odd exception, uh, it, it was mostly a middle class sort of a thing. So it would it would have been a bit of a waste of time to translate the proclamation uh, and use that as the main document. The idea was to get the message across as quickly as they could. And they did, of course, use um, uh, the term Poblacht Neheren, Republic uh, of Ireland. But uh, I think what I was talking about in that was the creation of the word um, uh, Poblacht. Since then, I've learned that there was another word for republic, but... um, they didn't have it at the time, if I remember rightly. And and somebody came up with the idea. Reacht means kingdom and pubble means uh, uh, the public. So a public kin- kingdom. So republic, you know, I suppose. Uh,
0: oh my God. Is, is I didn't that? know that. So there was like there was no word in the Gaelic language for republic. So they just put those two words together. Yeah. Wow. Except,
1: except now it turns out because... You know, someone's always ready to correct you. Uh, somebody found a very old dictionary and put it up on Twitter and went, hang on, look, there's a, r- a word there. I can't even remember the word, but <laughs> um, uh, it, it, perhaps it had largely been forgotten by, by that time. But uh, we, we, we do know that the word was invented um, uh, specifically. Uh, at, at the time, you know, in the build-up to nineteen sixteen, so so uh, you know that's what Irish. I'm 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 no expert on the language, but uh, it has to evolve. The the, the Gaelga or the Gaelic, whatever you want to say, has to evolve. You know, we need words for computer. We need words for you know, um, um, you know, I don't know, electric guitar, right? You know, yeah. new things that come along, right? Yeah. Although we always joke, you know, when the omnibus was invented, um we came up with a word in Irish which was just bus, which is basically bus, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and I,
0: uh, I always remember, uh, like, whenever I was growing up, um, I think that up, up in the north, the schools were the Catholic schools, it was compulsory that you'd done Irish in the first year. And then if you liked it or not, you could continue it and stuff like that. I mean, a stupid mistake, and um, because I don't know why, but I decided to do I was really good at Irish, like I got like high 90 percent, and then I went and done German for some reason and absolutely sucked at it. It was totally different, and I couldn't go back and do Irish, so I was really annoyed that I didn't do that because it's kind of like if you hear someone speaking Irish, it's like a selective, like it's like it kind of like a secretive club. It's like, Oh, you know Irish? Oh, I know Irish too, and then you start speaking it because like I had some friends who who i played gaelic with and they would have like said stuff on the field in gaelic to each other and i'm like you fucking bastards I, I really want to know what you're talking about and like i just knew they were saying things as well like about other people and uh i was just like "Fuck, that would be really cool to like know that especially playing, playing gaelic because obviously gaelic gaelic irish and stuff like that and um, so yeah, it would have been really cool to have known what sort of like pass the ball was or that fucker over there, get him or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, that's something I touched on in one of the podcasts that uh, I, I, I interviewed a couple of lads who were on the blanket protest and um, we talked about the use of uh, the Irish language as a, a sort of a very secretive method of communicating between each other. And it would have driven the prison warders crazy that mm. these guys had a language that they couldn't fully understand. And in fact, uh, one of them, Lawrence McEown, one of the uh, a man who went on hunger strike, he made a comment. He said, "I, I don't understand why they never bothered their arse to learn uh, a little bit yeah. of the Irish. In instead, you know, it just angered them all the time. You know, but I guess that's a sort of a." Uh, maybe it's laziness on their part. Maybe they were just feeling well. My job is nine to is an eight-hour shift. I'm not going to go home and learn a language as well. But it is truly a beautiful language, um, and I'm glad to hear that you, you 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 got it in school. I heard on the radio today that um, in East Belfast, where you spent some time yourself, I believe Nathan, um, mm-hmm. that they they're they're setting up a school, uh, a Gale school. Now they're doing it within an uh, English-speaking school, but they're they're setting one classroom up in a porta cabin, and it's going to be you know a proper East Belfast scale school, which is just wow. brilliant. You know,
0: yeah, that's amazing. Uh, they probably won't yeah. do it on the north Road, but they'll probably uh, <laughs> they may do it like in Short Strand or down towards like Ravenhill. I would assume. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's weird. But, like um, whenever I tell people, um, whenever I did live in East Belfast, like I would have been wearing something like Gillick gear or like, uh, like an iron Ireland top. And I would have made sure if I was leaving house like to put a hoodie on because it, like, it's kind of like, people say it's not dangerous, but I mean, you don't want to make yourself a target as well. If you know what I mean? Um, and I, I made a stupid choice one day of wearing a Conor McGregor top out it, and people were even eyeing me up for that. I'm just like, fuck off. Like it's, it's nothing to do with like politics or religion, or anything. It's just, I support this guy cause I love him. I'm like, they, like I, I could see like people were just looking at me because there was like a bit of green and, a, and like a, a bit of clover and like they could see Conor McGregor and I don't know some people are that stupid that they think Conor McGregor represents the IRA or something like that in East Belfast so that's probably why they were looking at me. Um,
1: I, I saw some guys there uh, some Irish guys um, who must have uh, a connection with uh, Palestine um, it, they went up to uh, Belfast to Palestine Street and decided to walk from there back uh, uh, to uh, down to Dublin. But course, oh, wow. uh, they had Palestinian flags as well, but uh, um, they made the fundamental error of having a, a, a tricolour as well, uh, which barely um, yeah. attracted the ire of some of our less easygoing um, island residents, shall we say. But, uh, you know, they, they they said themselves, well, you live and learn, you know. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it's actually I mean, interesting how Ireland as a in general as a nation is so supportive of the Palestinian cause, you know, and it's 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 just interesting to see us standing out there amongst other European nations which pay lip service to Israel all the time, and even America, you know. I mean, it's just it's just so interesting to see that. We still have that makeup in our blood, that detestation of um uh, the 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 bullying that israel is 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 uh, engaging in and of course you know the, the 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 fact is that those blackened hands that I mentioned a few minutes ago a lot of them ended up in Palestine you know immediately after the uh, the um War here they shipped off to a, a a Palestinian gendarme that Winston Churchill set up so so they engaged in pulling down houses of uh, of people over there, which which is a thing that the Israelis learned to do as well against uh, uh, houses that belong to Hamas uh, suspects. so the cyclical nature of it is is incredible and you know hence the line in the famous song um come out your black and tans come tell us how you slew them poor arabs two by two oh,
0: like yeah, the zulus
1: they had that. spears and bows and arrows yeah how bravely you face one with your 16 or 15 pounder gun and you frightened them poor natives to the marrow but there that you go crazy. so so I makes actually sense. didn't
0: think about that <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it makes sense doesn't it
0: yeah i mean see with that see with uh I mean, there you go, there's another um example of the British fucking up um another religion uh <laughs> or another part of uh, the world. Um yeah, the the Palestine, I think because obviously we um sympathize so much with them is because it's basically what happened to us, wasn't it? Where um whenever the uh, the colonizers came and then they started branching out and then eventually they would took over the whole country. But um it's kind of good the Palestine are still there. Um, but they are still trying to push them obviously further back. And yeah. I, I haven't really read so much on, uh, like I know, like the general, like history of stuff, um, like what happened there. Um, but I was like reading up like more recently Um, well i say recent, it was a few years back whenever ISIS came about in Syria and then I got into like, um, You know, us historians. Once you go into like one topic, you're like, "Oh, I want to find out everything." So, like, I was like, "Right, I'm going to look around the whole Middle East because it was a subject that I never touched on." And then I came to Palestine and uh, they're they're ongoing war with Israel and uh, some of the tactics that the Israelis used. And then I start like figuring out, like, "Oh, they're actually backed by um, America and stuff like that." There, like, that's how they get the guns and stuff like that and all the equipment and and like just some some of the stuff that they that they've done the Palestinians because like the Palestinians they're kind of like, they have like the basic of like, um, of weaponry. But whereas like the Israelis, like there were some stories where they were absolutely shocking. There was one story where like they were infecting rats with like fucking HIV and stuff like that, like deadly diseases. And then they were putting them in the sewer system underneath the wall so that they go into Palestine and try and like, spread Jeez. these viruses like chemical warfare and like not many people know that but that was me going like really into the corner of the web searching this here shit and like yeah. yeah it is it's crazy and um, it, it's really weird to think that like like see israel as well like some places are so beautiful and it's just horrible to know that like stuff like that's going on but it's the same with ireland as well some places are absolutely beautiful and then down the road like Couple of blocks away, there was a big, massive battle where atrocities happened and stuff like that. So it's um, it's a weird world that we live in.
1: Yeah, it is, it is, it is. I mean, uh, in a sense, the same thing happened in uh, the recent past in in um, in the six counties. You know, like the the the. But coming to someone's house and you know clearing them out like that, like it's just it's it's such a phenomenally awful thing. To, to do to people and you know they've been there for generations in many cases and yeah I know the argument is there all the time oh well you know historically this this was uh, you know this was ours but th- the question is how, how far back do you, do you go all the time you know like where, where, where do you draw the line um, do, 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 as, as that funny uh, video I saw of a fellow saying he's in he's in England and he's going well actually this is this is really Rome because, uh, you know, the right. Roman Empire, we're here. So uh, we must recognize it as, as Rome. But, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully their day will come, like, um, uh, you know, for, for, for the Palestinians. But uh, we, we need to do what we're doing as, as a nation and, and standing up for them as much as we, uh, as much as we possibly can, despite, despite um, Europe's... Sort of lack of condemnation. I, I, I noticed um, uh, there was a difference between uh, how they reacted to uh, the the diversion of the airplane. You know, let's let's bring let's bring in sanctions immediately against uh, the uh, Belarusians. But uh, there was no talk of let's bring sanctions in immediately on uh, on Israel that time when 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 they started that. You know, just yeah. an interesting comparison.
0: It's weird though, because like Europe, do you have like this strong connection with uh, Israel? Because like, I remember even in sporting events, like the European, European finals, they had Israel and the European, uh, like soccer finals. And I was just like, right. what the fuck are Israel doing? Are they not a part yeah. of the middle East, but it's because no one wants them. So <laughs> that's why I, I don't know, right. like Europe is like, we, we sort of like need to take them in or something. I don't know. It's weird, but I mean, well. Well,
1: if someone could explain why they're in the Eurovision Song Contest, but that same person might be able to explain to me why the fecking hell Australia's in the Eurovision Song Contest, you know? Yeah, I know. I it's mean, so
0: weird. It makes no stop sense. Messing
1: with our geography.
0: <laughs> I know. What about the kids? The kids are gonna be like, "Wait, it's Australia <laughs> and is there all day in Europe? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, well, some kids won't notice. That's that's fair. Yeah, enough. that's
0: true. I know. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, no it's it, it's a funny one that obviously like we all know what happened to jews throughout history i mean the first flipping book they were <laughs> they were slaves the egyptians and stuff like that and then obviously what happened with nazi germany Um, yeah it's i feel sorry for them as well i mean you have to have compassion on both sides but sure. there's people just people on power they just i don't know it's 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 really strange Um, i actually wanted to go back to a point that you just brought up there about um soldiers uh going into like people's homes because everyone thinks is off their home as like a safe haven and like um you, you wouldn't like start an argument in someone else's home and stuff like that like you you need to like you have to treat it with like sanctity Um, see with some of the soldiers who came over to ireland like and i'm talking about across the whole history and um, whether it was uh during uh, the 1970s or even back in the 1800s and um, do you think that do you think because most of the, like people who were in army were very young, do you think they were just following orders or do you think the majority of them were, How should I should have word this. Cause it's really, it's kind of an awkward question. It's like my dad, he, he was, he was in the British army. He met my mom and she was Catholic and there you go. They... But uh, yeah, my dad, whenever I was like talking to him about uh, like some of his friends, whenever they came over, like, uh, some of them were just come over to, it was just for a paycheck. And um, like, he was stationed in Cross McGlenn and stuff like that in the late 80s. And, uh, he said that some of the trigger happy and um, they were like, oh, let's go kill some something and stuff like that there. And he was just like, what the fuck, like wh- what are we doing here? And um, now that, that was just like one instance. Like he said, the majority of people that he talked to, they were just there to do a job, but there was like that just like weird sort of group of people who wanted to like inflict pain and, um, yeah, I suppose my question is do you think that like all British are kind of like that like all the British soldiers were like that or do you think that it was just like that selective group who you could probably pass off as like sociopaths
1: well I mean the, the problem in a sense with the, with the question is I actually really don't know enough members of the British army to, 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 to be able to kind of say that for sure but I have met some over the years, and you know, they will tell you that they are—they uh, just joined uh, for, for a job, you know. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. In fact, there's a British soldier I, I've met a couple of times in Belfast who who um kind of does talks now. You know, he he, he was from a very working class uh, part of North England, and uh, he saw his mates coming back from from uh, the six counties who had who had been on tours. And they were loaded, and uh, the mines were closed by Margaret Thatcher, and uh, he, he signed up. And, I mean, he, he, I won't go into his life, but he had a pretty hard uh, life afterwards. But he happened to be a very nice bloke. But, on the other hand, I lived in England for a few years myself, and I encountered plenty of British soldiers in boozers, and, uh, you know, I didn't like them. I in fact I, I found them to be very detestable uh, people altogether but the, the 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 following orders thing you know I think there is a culture in the British army that everybody besides them are dirt and mm-hmm. should be treated like that that that's kind of what they do they dehumanize these soldiers when they train them and it's no surprise when they go out onto the streets that they kill Fenians. Uh, fundamentally, the, the the history of the British army is, uh, I mean, it goes back to Cromwell's time, really, you know. And, and, and they were an, an anti-Catholic uh, force in very many ways. I'm not saying that no Catholics joined. There were a few who joined over the years. Their history in Ireland has been abysmal, like... When you look at 1798, those those the yeomanry corps that were here, some some of whom were native-born uh, Irish themselves, but uh, who who detested uh, the Catholic population with 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 uh, you know with with with, with uh, vengeance. But I think James Connolly's lovely line because he spent uh, seven years in the British Army and he's he he called it uh, a moral cesspool which corrupted all within its bounds and i always kind of think about that but he joined for the want of money so i understand how how you know a fella can say that like jesus there was nothing else to do however i've been unemployed myself and the thought never crossed my mind (laughs) once (laughs) to go and join the irish army let alone the british army you know so in a sense there's always choice. Uh, and, you know, uh, I find it hard to understand why a fellow living in England in the 1970s who knew what had happened in Derry when when 13 persons were were murdered by the Paris or in ballymorphy where where ten persons or or eleven, depending on how you look at it, where were murdered by the Paris? How how he'd be watching the news and go, Jays, I think I'll I'll sign up there. Like you know, it seems like a good fight. You know, yeah. so um, you know, saying saying that I've, I'm doing the tour for twenty five years and I've met plenty of people and they told me they were members that they were British Army or they were RAF or navy and you know i've met plenty of vietnam vets as well and you know people are always nice when it's when it's one-to-one but if they're kicking your door down it's another it's another story isn't it you know
0: <laughs> yeah true i mean yeah. there's a lot of points that like sort of come to mind there when you were talking and um, i think no matter what army you're in in the world you always get shit and i think there's following orders and then there's not following orders like so the ones who were like following orders like and not being it sort of comes down to like what your moral and ethical code is isn't it really i mean like if you take like the marines in vietnam whenever they done the melee massacre like they just killed fucking uh innocent people for no reason and if you take the british army like in croke park whenever they uh, went in bloody sunday and they yeah. killed people in there as well like you kind of know what you're engaging in as a person, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, if you go into like a big event and you just start spraying people, like that's it's obviously wrong, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, like I suppose armies by, by their very nature probably attract fellows who have a little bit of uh, psychopathy. And that's yeah. not to say that everybody who is in any army is a psychopath, but they probably almost delight when they find one, you know, they go, great. You know, what, what I, I read a book years ago and it's so long, I'm, I'm not even sure. I think it was called On Killing, just On Killing. And it was about how armies over the centuries had to, you know, push fellas to the edge to, 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 to kill. And in World War One, there's a statistic, like, say, I think it was, like, only one out of every hundred guys actually ever shot anybody dead, you know, how mm-hmm. uh, they needed to try and get that, that, that figure up, like, you know, and they yeah. experimented with, uh, with drugs, you know, with yeah. drugs that are now called party drugs, you know, they use these to try and uh, increase uh, uh, aggression, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's just interesting, but, that's i suppose what an army's job is it is they 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 they've got to kill you know that's what you're there for you know you're you're there to go to war like i mean sometimes i wonder why why we have a, a, an army at all I, I think we should have maybe even rename our army a peace corps or something like that like you know they 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 go abroad they seem to do peacekeeping work, you know. Um, I don't think it would be a bad idea if if we had a bigger peacekeeping corps here, you know, um, because I think Irish, the Irish Army are quite well respected as well. Yeah,
0: uh,
1: especially in in uh, in Lebanon that time, we, we they spent many years there, you know, and uh, they they were quite well respected by the uh, by the by the Lebanese anyway. Maybe not so much the Israelis, but certainly the Lebanese uh, had a lot of time for them. You know, Yeah, uh, going back to the Israelis, Mossad are going to close down your uh, your podcast if we <laughs> if we say more more against the Israelis.
0: <laughs> yeah, the good old Mossad—they're definitely listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a it's a very um, it's a it's a weird topic. Whenever you talk about soldiers and stuff like that, like um, I, I kind of agree with you. Like you kind of have to be like a psychopath to want to. Uh, to want to join an army and like you know that there's possibility of like killing people um but I, I kind of it must be something to do with the pride of like their nation like they're like like that's the the highest honor that you can have like it's fighting for your country and then if you die for it as well like that's kind of it's the exact same with the with uh, the Ira and people like that like all the rebellions like yeah. our the rebel groups they were all that's what they all believed in fighting for their country um Yeah.
1: Um, Well, you know, if if, if they were fighting for their country, I I could understand. You know, I I, 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 I have a lot of respect for people, for anyone who who defends their nation. But I find it hard to um, respect somebody who who goes off to the Falklands.
0: Like, you
1: know, come on, what what are you fighting for? You're fighting to re elect Margaret Thatcher. You know, it it, it is is fairly uh, indefensible wars that have yeah. kicked off like what the hell were the americans doing in uh asia you know yeah. you have no right to be there like go home yankee <laughs> you know yeah.
0: no i mean like i agree with uh like towards the later stages like definitely like they, they it's kind of it's, it's a weird one cuz whenever you talk about irish history like everyone always talks about like the irish side and they don't, don't talk, they don't talk about sort of the english side as well but like they had a big massive part to obviously play in our history and um you should always look at your enemies as well to like learn from from them and stuff like that that's why i always believe to get sort of both sides of the picture and sort of understand what they're doing and you mentioned a good point before like um if you were like an englishman and you seen bloody sunday like why the fuck would you want to why would you want to join that the british army like why would you want to go over there and do you think whenever, like, the IRA done their campaign on mainland England, that that would have boosted um, people join the British Army? Or do you think it wouldn't have had the same effect? It's
1: a good point. Yeah. Um, sorry?
0: Um, like, the Brighton bombing, like, obviously people got killed in that. I and mean, then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to play but, devil's advocate here, if you haven't noticed. <laughs>
1: well, there, there, you know, we are the First Nation... Um, as far as I'm aware, who used, uh, in inverted commas for the moment, uh, terrorist tactics against the empire on their home soil. As far as I know, in the history of the British Empire, no other nation brought the war to their uh, doorsteps. And it's very interesting to see the Fenians of uh, the 1860s engaging in uh, a campaign of terror against the people of England, uh, you know, Victorians. Like, but at the same time that uh, Irishmen like Tom Clark, you know, one of the signatories of the proclamation was, was, were, were, were uh, planting or attempting to plant bombs in, in, civ- in civilian areas. Uh, massacres were happening in India and in Africa and all around uh, Australia, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's always very interesting when, when, you know, I talk to people about the concept of terrorism, because it's taken me a long time to get there. But I really realised that the British Empire itself was based on terrorism, as was the Belgian Empire, and the uh, Austro-Hungarian Empire, all empires, terrorize. And for many years, I always thought America the good, America the great, you know. But really, their modus operandi is the same. You know, know. they they engage in terrorism. And yet, if you ask a kid to draw a terrorist, he's going to draw like... You know uh, a a guy with uh with uh you know he, he'll probably he'll probably draw a guy with a turban on his head you know a sikh even though they're not you know
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: they're killed telling people here look we're we're not muslims but he'll draw the generic picture of the bearded uh um a muslim mm-hmm. uh and maybe 50 years ago, if you asked a kid in an English classroom to draw a terrorist, he'd have drawn like an, a, a, an ape-like simian person of Irish uh, mm. heritage, you know? So, you know, I, I just think uh, it's interesting that um, the lads in the eighteen sort of 60s went, hang on, let's bring the war to them and, mm. and, and see what they think, you know? And it's, it's very different when it's on your doorstep as opposed to reading about it in in a faraway land where where it's easy to to just you know forget about it, but mm-hmm. when 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 it's happening uh, there, you know it's 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 interesting. As regards, would would anyone join up because of that? I never heard or met of anyone who who joined up because of their anger with the IRA over say the Brighton bomb. Mm. I lived in England in the eighties myself. And uh, I don't want to sound callous, but um, I, I, I remember the general view being like, God damn it, you missed Thatcher, you know. <laughs> and that, that was the prevalent sort of discussion in the pubs that I was uh, yeah. drinking in. And not just amongst the Irish, but, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 she was a very, a very hated figure, uh, Nathan, yeah, you know, amongst the English working class. Like Can she, you
0: just pay for the milk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thatcher tatcher milk snatcher that's right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um no a great couple of points there um especially your definition of terrorism as well and um, many people forget like what churchill done in india and stuff like that and um, what yeah. captain cook done in australia like driving all the aboriginals away from their homeland um sure. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of uh, debate sort of surrounding that. And like you said, the Irish were like, fuck it, let's uh let's take it to their doorstep, let's see how they like their own medicine in a way. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah. this is a point that I wanted to ask you. When uh whenever the wars were going on, so there was sort of like this um there's sort of like a sense of do all the countries come together as a greater good to defeat the germans and um, and then obviously you had the 1916 rising and they i suppose would it be fair to say that the germans in the first world war weren't as bad as the nazis would that be fair to say between uh,
1: yeah i think that'd be that'd be very fair to say yeah you know okay. i mean there were so, it was it was it's, it's 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 empires at war with each other you know yeah. for for I'll tell you who's really great on this, uh, James Connolly, because once war broke out uh, uh, in early August, uh, the, I think it's the 3rd of August, when, when, or 3rd or 4th of August, when England, uh, declared, Britain declares war on Germany, and uh, immediately in his newspaper, The Workers' Republic, he talks about this as being the slaughter of the working class in Europe for the benefit of financiers and capitalists. And he, he, he writes very eloquently, all these mountains of Irish dead, uh, all this putrefying mass of flesh that were once living husbands, fathers, and brothers are the price that Ireland pays for being part of the empire. So he was already envisaging the wholesale slaughter that we know as World War One, and that was only in August 1914, you know, when 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 things had just begun. So he he's very prescient in in that way. I can't remember exactly how many people died in World War One, but I think it's like 18 million. Is that right or something? Yeah. Something around there. Like, I mean, it, in many ways, it also destroyed the the the, the feeling of um, brotherhood amongst the working class, like. Germans and the working class English, say for instance, you know, they 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 they, they poisoned their minds against the horn, you know, and uh, likewise um, the propaganda machines on both sides um, made 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 them feel that they, they, they these working class lads should be killing each other, whereas the reality of it was they should have you know down tools and united if they in a in a in a socialist utopia if that could have happened mm. and and we have examples of that happening actually during world war 1 anyway as we know sometimes um the the the, the christmas truce for instance you know where where they had to order the lads back to shoot each other you know play <laughs> the pipes of peace yeah thank you paul mccartney <laughs> um but uh, it, the 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 sort of basic point i'm trying to make I've been talking for so long now. I Forget what the what the question was.
0: <laughs> I was actually so I I didn't actually get to get my question out, but I think. Oh, the, sorry. I thought you did. I was kind of saying that, like, what I was saying was playing devil's advocate again. Was that um, because ever, like there was obviously a greater good, like, and the propaganda was sort of saying that the Germans are bad and we should be uh, fighting against them. My question was going to be and um, obviously like i know what the 1916 rising was about. it was a weak time for uh britain they were obviously more preoccupied with the war so that's why they'd done the rising Um, but do you think that from like a whole general population like it was kind of like obviously it was frowned upon
1: yeah um Do you know, do you know, do you know, it's kind of interesting when you're reading the papers, the newspapers from from that period, uh, you know, say like 1900 to 1916, which is the period that I'm most interested in. I'd be floundering if I was talking about the 15th century or something like that. I'd be I'd be lost. But Belgium was the most hated nation in Europe at the time because uh, of the terrible things that King Leopold had, uh, had, had done in the Congo in, 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 uh, in the pursuit of material wealth like uh, uh, elephant ivory and gold and diamonds and of course that country, that nation is still being raped. By uh, Western uh, conglomerates and and uh, uh, people like people like can we say this? I suppose we can. Can we name companies like Apple and you know uh, uh, point out that the, the, what that they're engaged in child labor, uh, child slave labor over there? But it was just so awful there, you know, in the pursuit of rubber, chopping people's hands off and putting people in stocks, and they they reckon. The numbers are in the millions, like it could be as high as 10 million people who perished under Belgian rule. So Belgium was just hated, you know, and, and the British were, you know, very anti belgian as well. And then the Germans uh, invaded Belgium at the start of, of, of war. And it was poor little Belgium. Let's you know, let's go help little Belgium. We love them. They're you know, they're they're our friends. Like you know, just incredible the 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 change about there mm. uh, that came. You know, I'm not saying the Germans were good yeah. by any by any account, but um, uh, I think Connolly made some comment, He said something like, uh, uh, "Should the Germans invade, we 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 you know, would be in our rights to to greet them." as as friends however we should we should meet them with a torch in one hand and a sword in the other as if to say you know we're not going to replace one uh, uh, um imperialist power for 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 another you know How, yeah. however his main bugbear was to stop irish men going to the useless war that was his main objective really you know
0: What do you think if, like, the 1916 rising happened? uh, This is just totally, obviously, hypothetical, but what do you think if the leaders of the 1916 rising were in place instead of Delvera uh, during the Nazi regime? I think that it would have been a totally different story. They wouldn't have got as much sympathy because, obviously, like I said before, the Nazis were 10 times worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like there's there's no doubt in how horrific uh, uh the Nazis were. like they were just you know the most evil of all. and i i i I don't even like the comparison of uh, the Israelis to the Nazis. I don't I, I I've heard people saying that I know you wouldn't say that, but I, I've seen it on social media and I think that's an an awful, awful thing. People um,
0: are calling Trump a Nazi. I mean, that's how stupid the, yeah. the like world population is at the moment. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I, I, look, I mean, I wouldn't call Trump a Nazi. I, I, I like, he's too stupid to be to be to have any political uh, belief system. Like, he he wouldn't be capable of formulating what he actually was. He's yeah. just a greedy, stupid man, really. Yeah, you know, who 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 got very lucky in life. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, 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 If you or I were given a loan of a million from from your 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 mom or dad when you were 18 years of age, man, you know, you'd be you'd be totally loaded now. Like to get a start in life of a million dollars like from your parents you know you you can't fail yeah. however um yeah i mean i'm kind of bored with trump to be honest with you i i, I, think I, I, I just like well. the world is bored i, I
0: actually me. i like them from a comedic standpoint like, <laughs> i just like loved like all the one-liners that he would come out with and like <laughs> yeah. how he would like uh like rile up the the woke people like the left but like there's a lot of things that like a don't if like he tried to denounce climate change and shit like that. i'm just like yeah. obviously yeah. fucking climate change is real Um, and and stuff like that but it's just funny that like how people like call people fascists and like nazis and they're like no they're not like go fucking go live in like go live somewhere where there's a a dictator like go live in north korea and you'll see how fucking well you are treated. do you know what i mean like people don't Uh, people need to get the the balances right um yeah
1: calling calling antifa fascists is kind of like you know (laughs) where are we going with this uh this 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 language you know let go back to basics look up see what a fascist is you know and 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 let's again it's like the term liberal you know um it's like it's like a, a great insult in some countries and and then other people go around well i'm i'm kind of a liberal guy you know like like it's it's uh it's well i suppose again it's language evolving isn't it to yeah, like if you
0: go to australia and um, the two um, main parties are labor and liberal and yeah. the liberals are seen as the conservatives and then labor yeah. is the left so it's it's kind of it's weird and in, in that sense as well um, and yeah, what but, is
1: what is trump like though you know what 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 was he like you know are, i mean he's still around but like
0: you know i think so i actually i really like I listened to like, a, I got really heavily involved um, in Trump because uh, I was at uni at the time. So there was a lot of people who were back in Hillary and shit like that there. And um I kind of took the standpoint, of, oh no, well, I think we sh- you should give Trump a chance because he's not, he's not a politician. So maybe he could change stuff. I mean, he wasn't like, if you think about like the actual work that he'd done in America, like the work that he done was it was kind of good like raising employment and stuff like that there and there was less homeless people all there carry on but it was just the way that he went about it like the arrogance of him the cockiness of it he just rubbed people up the wrong way I think if he like spoken more like sort of Barack Obama and like if he showed a wee bit of empathy and compassion he he would have been a great president but he didn't he was just that big dickhead business guy who fucking yeah he just wanted to see whose dick was bigger basically yeah yeah, yeah. And it wasn't his.
1: Definitely wasn't
0: his. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Ask his wife. <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, it's uh it's kind of weird. We've actually got onto a good topic here about uh politics now. Um one of my questions I wanted to ask you is do you think there will ever be a United Ireland?
1: Yeah, I can say that without hesitancy. Um I I, I feel it's so close you can almost touch it um i think this uh kind of loyalist threats are are uh they don't speak for for the vast majority of people from protestant communities or or, or even the occasional catholic who is who is uh uh you know kind of loyal to britain that's yeah. the odd one but uh um i i, I feel it's um, only a matter of time ha, you're in london yourself nathan and i speak to english people a lot and there is no interest amongst the majority of of taxpayers in england to maintain this union with 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 the, the six counties here we are offering the hand of friendship to you know people of protestant background catholic background i don't care about religion i i, I have no religion you know so yeah. So it doesn't bother me. It, it, I, I, I like to think, you know, I, I, I'm not sectarian. You know, that doesn't uh, mean that we've got to, say, allow uh, the Orange Order to to triumphantly uh, march through, um, you know, Catholic neighbourhoods. Like, we've got to talk. Dialogue is the most important thing. That wee Scott who was on the telly there the other day, uh, saying, you know... There Could be violence, it's it's it, you know, like who the, the hell is this? who's this kid? I don't even know his name, I don't even want to know his name to be honest with
0: Jamie you. Bison?
1: No, not Jamie, Jamie. He's even younger than Jamie, he's, a, he's oh, about really? 18 or 19. He's like the spawn of Jamie. But, um, look, <laughs> you know, Jamie has his role, like, but I think deep down we need more dialogue and we need to explain to our, 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 our loyalist brethren look we're not going to trample on you we're not going to take away your culture you know you can have your bonfires you can have your british passport if you want but it makes perfect sense if we live in an, a new ireland and you know if you want to, to pay homage to your, your british crown we're not going to stop you but let's live together in peace and harmony on this island it's the most natural thing in the world you know and i think financially we can do it as well there's lots of lots of argument against it i've heard people say oh we couldn't afford it well we we got to get some help with this as well but we we, you know if it costs england 10 billion this is what they say give us 5 billion you know and we'll look after the rest yeah, that does that figure doesn't take account of the the, the the huge amount of business that will come into Ireland as well because I, I think international businesses will go look at this place they've sorted it all out it's fantastic now let's invest here Ireland's the gateway to Europe they speak English you know they're they they're educated um it, 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 are you going to go no offense to any European nation but if you if you're deciding do we headquarter in Ireland where where they have a pretty, uh, a, a good um, a connection to, to Europe, or do we go to Germany? You know, come on over here for a few weeks and suss it out, and you'll never want to go anywhere else. You know, <laughs> so if we if we can if we can uh, it, it, you know if we can vote on it because it should be democratic, and I don't think the Brits should have a vote at all. Why should they? It should be up to this island to to, to vote on it, and as for as for this spanner where people are going oh we we, we need uh, in this we, we need um, more than 50% plus one well well then you're not a democrat if 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 you don't if you believe that you know like the whole the whole nation itself was split on a false democratic line anyway because it, it, it they said well look this six county area the majority of them don't want to be part of this big area. Well, that's like a parish in Dublin saying, well, we don't really like Fianna Gael or the political party. We're all uh, Sinn Féin and the, or Labour, let's say Labour, because we, we, if you we say Sinn Féin, we'll confuse things. So, so this, this tiny parish goes, we are now a separate entity. You know, uh, it, It's nuts. That's not democracy. Democracy has to be what the majority want. And the majority of this island in 1920 did not want a split, and that—that's the problem—is that the the British at the time brought in that uh, Government of Ireland Act 1920, essentially the fourth Home Rule Bill, essentially, and said, "Oh no, we we with this little place here now, we'll we'll keep, we'll 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 hang on to," you know. So it it it's bullshit democracy because you're you're just going, <laughs> you know. It's it's like it's like you hear the odd Americans saying, Oh well, Texas might want to cede from the rest of them. Well, no, have the whole of the United States vote and then see whether they allow Texas to cede. Yeah. They probably would vote to allow them to cede, actually, now that I think about
0: it. But you know,
1: democracy denied, that that that's the point of nineteen twenty, really, isn't it? You know. So I, I hope I live and I think it might take a decade or more before we, we get there, but who knows? It could come sooner. But, um, you know, maybe it's five years, maybe 10 years, who knows? But I, I think that day will come. And
0: I, uh, I always had this theory, um, because obviously, like I said, I lived in East Belfast, um I've grown up around loyalism my whole life, and uh, it, it's uh, there's just something about that flag to them that they they love so dearly, um and their their culture and I just don't think that it would ever end. Like it would be ongoing for years. The only way I had this theory in my head whenever I was going for university, never told anyone about it. But the only way that I thought that they would there would be a night in Ireland is if something major happened in the world. And whenever the pandemic hit, I was like, oh fuck, this could be it. This this could be this could be the thing that, that shakes the whole the whole system up and um, and like you're seeing in the news and stuff like that there like it is there's kind of, there's more talks about um United Ireland and um, I always had this theory like of like say like there was this third world war that was going to happen and like resources were going to be like very like diminishing rations and shit like that there I always thought that like that's whenever England would sort of cut ties with 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 the north like those six counties would be given back to ireland because they're like oh fuck we we don't want to feed these people we don't want to we don't want to rule them like i know they have their own they have their own government in Stormont, but they, they still all go to westminster as well to um to get the whole law into into the north so i mean it's um it it's kind of it's kind of weird like I, I was thinking about that and then this the, the, the pandemic hit and i was like holy fuck like this could be this could be it that sort of could be the last nail in the coffin sort of, but then another question was people in the South, do they want people in the North to join their country? I mean, what's sort of like the, what's kind of like the, like the, the popular opinion down South, like do they want people in the North joining the country?
1: All all the polls so far would indicate that uh, if there was a vote that we'd swing it, you know, which is interesting. it's interesting you say about the pandemic because it, it, New Zealand played a blinder. Um, you know they've got a great leader down there anyway, uh, and uh, she she closed the nation down. We we could have closed Ireland down and allowed shipments of food to come in on trucks and what have you, but uh, with the with the so called order. We, we would have to do it whatever whatever the six counties was doing you know we, we would have to do the same and it's a pity that we we, we lost an opportunity to, to 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 you know discuss with Arlene Foster you know listen come on let's 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 try this you know but there was no way that Arlene would ever go I'm closing off the sea border with the with with Britain because you know it, it would. It, it was almost too obvious how we would capitalize on on that. You know, we yeah. say, "Well, look, we, we, we did it during the pandemic." You know, but it, it's a damn pity we didn't because it would have been it would have been interesting. I mean, I think we share so much more in common with each other. You know, even a a lambeg drum beaten. You know, a, a member of the Orange Order has more in common with me as a Dubliner than they have with um, you know some fellow over in in the east end of London and I'd always I always get a little bit of a, a giggle about when you hear about lads from that background going over to London and they call them paddies and Mix, you know, and they're going, oh no, you know, we're, we're, we're not we're not mix, you know, we're 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 but, like you. But yeah, <laughs> but they're not we're, we're, we're paddies and micks you know yeah. i don't know if they still call you a paddy or a mick over there in in, in england yeah,
0: Bush, yeah. half my family's english from chester and they don't say northern ireland they just say ireland they just say oh yeah the irish ones are coming over and like nothing to do with religion or anything like that There, like I don't, I don't even know if they knew i was catholic or anything like that but um oh well obviously they did but like i'm talking about the wider family they're like oh yeah there's the irish ones coming over and um, yeah and like i never never said anything about it and like it's funny because even in australia whenever i had people who were um, like i had friends who were Protestants, and like they were called irish there and like yeah hey, it's just water off your back you don't really care do you know what i mean sure. it's, it's so weird like see whenever you take yourself out of this situation like when you take yourself out of um all the politics and religion you go and actually travel the world all that their shit just seems so meaningless and like I used to be like a big big believer in like a United Ireland whenever I was back in university like I was like oh once I'm finished my history degree, I'm going to join Sinn Féin and all and shit like out there I'm going to change and like then like I don't know what happened to me I just sort of came out of university and then I traveled and then I was just like I don't know if it matters any if it really matters anymore like this like war and being sectarian does it matter like what matters is like life and like having relationships and stuff like that. That's what I sort of believe in now. Um yeah. but I understand where you're coming from, obviously like um what you're saying, like you have more uh, I mean, uh, loyalists have more in common with um with Republicans than they do with the English people, sure, obviously. Sure. Like you said. Well, like you the, know, the more we need
1: we, we need to break well, you know, we're people are doing their best, I guess, to to, to break down the barriers. I mean, they're still there. But, uh, you know, bit, bit by bit, they'll be eroded. I think from your generation's perspective, I think uh, the, the future is very bright for, for for guys like yourself who are non-sectarian and who who um, don't want to go to war. I, I certainly don't want to see uh, a war over, over it. Um, but... Uh, you know, you can't let people just threaten violence as, as a way of deterring democracy. Like, you know, that's 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 yeah. not uh, that's not where it's at at all. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. we have to make fundamental changes to our own view of what we consider Ireland to be. You know, maybe yeah. we have to maybe we have to put the flag up for consideration. You know, mm-hmm. I love I love the flag. You know. I, 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 it's hard not to love it, but yeah. you know, maybe we can come up with a, a, a different flag for everybody. It's oh, not
0: what the orange was supposed to be, to be with the tricolor, it was supposed to be right. to include loyalism,
1: correct? Correct, you know, great man, Thomas Francis Marr. Uh, he was over in revolutionary Paris in 1848, and they gave him a silk flag based on their blue, white, and red, green, mm-hmm. white, and orange, and green representing nationalist sentiment and orange are our, our, our northern brethren but it just seems um kind of unacceptable to some people but i would never accept a union flag so you know yeah, i can I understand. understand i am trying to put myself in their shoe and go yeah. you know maybe like the real flag should be the starry plow, uh, you know the the the, the plow and the stars. You know the the beautiful flag of the Irish Citizen Army, like the seven plow, oh, seven yeah, stars. Yeah. You know in the, in the plow, um, mm. that's a gorgeous um, uh, a symbol. You know uh, the, 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 the 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 symbol of the dignity of physical labor. That's what uh, uh, Connolly wanted. I think it was I think it was a man who had connections with Belfast, Megahi um, who 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 designed it, um, based on the plow in the sky. Which is Orsa uh, Major? Is it a little bit of Ursa Major? Uh, You've sure.
0: lost me there, now. <laughs> you
1: know what? I love the stars. I wish I knew more stars. Um,
0: yeah. Orion's well, Belt—that's all I know of the constellation. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I can recognize that. Yeah, and the plow. Oh. But like this asshole, Elon Musk—he wants to screw up the skies, man. He's—he's he's shooting all these. Uh, satellites up he wants forty thousand satellites to be up there, beaming down internet. he's gonna ruin the night sky you know and, and and no one's saying stop to him like we 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 look up and the whole goddamn sky will be just moving, like you know, like
0: it'll you know, be like that, I was actually looking into that, um, what he's trying to do uh, with the Wi-Fi thing, and it's kinda crazy. Like there's gonna be more like radio waves in the in the air as well, which can be really bad for um, and yeah. like re or not reproduction for well it probably could be, um was yeah. like sperm and stuff like that there, but I mean, uh, like for your actual brain, especially for people who haven't like fully developed their brain and stuff like that there, right. those radio waves can really fuck that up. Right. Uh, yeah, Elon Musk is a weird one. And there's some things I agree with him and some things I don't. I listen to Joe Rogan all the time, listen to a podcast yeah. recently, and he's talking about how Elon wants everyone to have a chip in their head. And yeah. it's going to be instant access to the internet. So like if you think about something your brain will be telling the chip what to search so basically like you'll have a you have a google search engine in your head that's fucked up i that like i don't want that happening because yeah you need to have like rational thought like that's the that's the main yeah. point of like libraries and stuff like that there you go and do your own research and it kind of makes you unique from other people like take example you like you know 1916 inside out would you want everyone else to know that? Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of <laughs> like your own like baby.
1: <laughs> well, we're we're still what I want people knowing what's inside my brain. That that's, that's that'd be that'd be scarier. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I I never listened to Joe Rogan. I've actually never listened to very many podcasts at all. Um, but um, he's hugely popular, right? So uh, please tell me he's he's against uh, he's against this idea. Is he?
0: Uh, um no, he actually wants to have it which oh, is weird geez. because he he so he's like libertarian like he's very right. libertarian and he's like that's why he gets all these like scientists on like people that you would never hear of, and he gets them on and speaks to him because he just wants to constantly like learn more and He thinks that putting this chip in Is him going to be learning more as well But like that was one thing Like I mostly agree with what Jurgen says But like whenever he said that I was just like no fuck that Like you need to have your own rational thought Like that's what makes us human Like where we have different opinions And like we have a laugh about Like trying to like guess like facts And stuff like that there That's what's kind of ruined Like
1: Sure you know what's What's Musk's idea Like what fundamentally Why does he want people to do that so they'll buy more shit more Mm -hmm. is crap Mm -hmm. um you know and the other guy bezos yeah jeff bezos Bezos, like if if musk and bezos get together like we'll just be sitting there uh with a a chip buying shit off amazon all the time like you know
0: scary like it really is scary like you want to you want to do like you want to do your own stuff and you want to think your own stuff so it, it is it's really scary um, yeah. Whenever you think about it, and you will have
1: choice, though, that's the point, you know, isn't it? You yeah, know, we,
0: exactly. You'll know, you still have choice, but then yeah. um, I mean, I think like conversations will just get really boring. Like, that's what the fun <laughs> yeah. is about conversations, like, you're guessing yeah. stuff and like yeah. trying to remember of like what book you read. Whereas, like if you have a search engine in your head, it's gonna be like, oh, yeah. wait, five seconds, okay, yeah. yeah, So that's what actually happens. Like, no, I don't <laughs> want that, I want to like
1: people yeah and in Um, fairness half of the world will just be searching porn in their brain all the time you know men won't get any work done
0: yeah definitely like guys straight away as soon as they get that chip they're going to just be thinking holy fuck this is like this is really a wank bank now (laughs) Um, you ruined the
1: world musk well done well done yeah. Well hopefully he'll go up in one of his goddamn rockets and explode and, and well, that, can I too, say can I say that? Can I can I wish yeah, he'll yeah. explode?
0: Say whatever you, know, you want. Um yeah, so well, I true. do. I don't like him. And I and you know what I hope
1: he brings Jeff Bezos with him too as well. And
0: uh, um you know, no, I mean like I actually I, I agree with that though. I agree with like I, I think there's like not enough um uh, Investment in exploration, like of different worlds and stuff like that. Funny enough, I actually watched Interstellar today, and fucking blew my mind. Um, But like, I think that's good. Like, uh, uh, what he's trying to do, like go to Mars, see if there's more like life there and stuff like that. I think that's great. But then there's like another part of me where it's like, we haven't like scientists haven't like explored this world like completely either. Like, we don't even know like what's like at the bottom of most oceans. Like, do you know what I mean? So. it's kind of weird that like there's money going there and then there's not money going here but i mean that's just humans isn't it fucking as a whole yeah yeah is. you know
1: yeah i mean i'm into space i'm into mars like you know and um, but like god damn it the pictures are f- so boring like you know it's just know. like a
0: it's desert like a desert or something isn't it it's just i like hope it would be much weird. more exciting
1: but to me to me you know I don't know how these guys sleep at night when 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 you know kids are going hungry and these guys are sitting on like I don't even know how much money they have it's like it's like billions he's a, a
0: trillionaire. I think he's the first trillionaire trillion trillion.
1: is, is that like a million million or something like that
0: I don't even right. know I, I'd just be happy with a grand <laughs> 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 nathan, I don't he's about. a grand air <laughs> <Well>, i <laughs>
1: think all of your uh, listeners nathan should send you 20 uh quid
0: well i was actually going to ask you about this i'm actually thinking of setting up a patreon but i'm thinking of doing like a a side podcast so i would still do this one for free but i was going to do another podcast where it would be um me talking shit like, cause I love to hey. talk shit and that's why it's called shit talking banter. Um, it wouldn't be so much like a comedian sort of thing. It would be more like, as in I would be like a news presenter of like social media or something. And I'd be going through it and like trying to engage people to like get what their thoughts are. Like say there's like this funny meme or have you actually seen, uh, there's this, uh, there's this uh, new guy that's came about. His name's called Haspila. He's a dwarf from Russia. Wee, tiny guy have you seen him on the internet lately
1: i haven't no i haven't no oh well,
0: he he's doing it right like he is doing it very right he uh he squared off against another russian dwarf and it was just hilarious the way that that they like filmed it and the way they promoted it and he's just an internet sensation now and uh it's just amazing how like one sort of like one thing could just like change your whole life like he's like i see sure, him sure. he's like driving about in mercs and stuff like that and he's got like followers like it's it's just crazy
1: good for him it's good for him I, but, I mean i like the idea and i often i often thought uh, you know i'd like to do something like uh, i had a, i had a an original thought once where i thought uh, it would be good to get a load of historians together in a room just try, three or four and we, we we choose the topic and we start drinking Wow. And, uh, we don't stop be unreal, because you know it's all very well yeah, i'm I'm nicely sober here, and hopefully, hopefully not shoot my mouth off too much, but like when the pints are flown yeah. like the, the the shit I have a good few historian friends in Dublin, and I don't think they'll mind if I say that we talk an awful lot of tosh after six <laughs> pints, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, uh,
0: yeah, it's, that's a great idea i think you should do that like have like uh like during the summer like just get a campfire and then have a couple yeah. of deck chairs around and then just have like a trolley of a uh, drink and just talk shit about like different theories. <laughs> even like spring up like stupid shit like do you know like what ifs and stuff like that like that's yeah. great like i would love that i would I would definitely pay to watch that what ifs yeah.
1: What if, yeah yeah well of course you know you'd be more afraid of uh some some of the lads who might be in academia um, yeah, having their reputation destroyed as they're Fantastic. belting out, that's uh, cool well. uh, come out your black and tans uh, <laughs> at, 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 um, at the end of the night.
0: Look, and I wanted to ask you just a couple more questions before sure, we, we finish up. Um, why are Chucky tunes e. the best Irish songs?
1: It's a great question. That's, that's, that's <laughs> one of the best questions I've ever been asked. and um, I... Philosophize about that sometimes, and I wonder if in like say um, the Sudan, do they have a tradition of music about how they fought against some empire or or maybe in in, in uh, you know well maybe, maybe I should actually look this up rather than just thinking about it, but Ireland must have the Biggest collection of uh, songs about how we fought the Brits.
0: It's <laughs> crazy. It really it is
1: <laughs> nuts. I suppose we have a, a long-standing tradition in Dublin, anyway, of, of balladeers. You know, but do other nations have it? I'd love to know. I don't think they do because sometimes I'm on um, on social media and I'll see like some Russian fellas who've learned how to sing "Come Out Your Black and Tans" or, <laughs> or something similar. Maybe maybe there's something magically catchy about that song. Anyway, like that that everybody just loves it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, why are they the best? I guess it's it's good versus evil. It's David versus Goliath. It's Luke Skywalker against uh, <laughs> um, his enemy Dark Vader. Yeah. Or it, it, you know, there's sad ones as well. But we still love to sing the sad ones. You know, I, know. I mean, uh, there's happy ones. But uh, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, one one that's on constant play on my Spotify at the moment by um, uh, um, Dario Farrell. Um, it's uh, the Valley of Knockanure. Oh, I think man. I play it every day. Jesus, have a listen to that. Uh, it's absolutely killer altogether. It's about the Tans uh, shooting a couple of lads down in Kerry. You know, the What's Valley of Knockanure. No, it's a it's it's an old song, like yeah, uh, but uh, it's it's his version of it, the Valley of Knockanure.
0: Valley of Nucanur.
1: And uh, actually, the the first line he says, "You may sing or speak about Easter Week or the heroes of '98." You know, so 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 it, already, you know, you're you're going this guy, this guy who's writing this song, he's saying, "Look, we know you sing about 1916. We know you sing about about this." It's incredible and i I don't think i've even heard every every um chucky song yet you know there's 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 still more like sometimes you're on spotify and you go oh what's this one you know and you play it but i mean there's the classics like you know
0: do you know what's actually so funny about that as well like you just mentioned that sorry um yeah you don't realize how much is out there and like i like obviously everyone knows like celtic symphony and like come out of black and dance and men behind the wire out there and But then like it led me on to like really like weird stuff that I didn't think that I would ever listen to. Like I started listening to Lonesome Boatman in the gym. like Like the Tim Whistle. I was just like, that's like firing me up. Like I love that. And like it's just weird how like it's just weird. Like there is there's something about the Irish chucky tunes that are different to other music. And I just always wanted to ask like another um person who obviously would listen to it as well. Like, what is it about it? Like like See it's, there now, uh, you you
1: say um, you say uh, th- that's the Furies, you know uh, that that lovely tune, uh, Lonesome Boban. But that was in the charts, you know, like that 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 was that was like you know people bought that as a forty five, like you know. Yeah. And I I kind of miss the charts a lot because sometimes a song would 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 get in there, like and there was great ones like um, there was one from uh, the, the Wolf Tones. And it wasn't a chucky song, New York, like
0: New York, was it?
1: Streets, of New York. It's what great. a song! I mean, yeah. there's a novel in this whole, this whole song, a whole novel. You know, the guy and and, and how he ends up being a policeman himself. Like it's just it, it, one line, it tells you what happened to him over the twenty years. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's just great. So there's some masterful writers and and balladeers and what have you. You know I think the really brilliant thing is we're still producing people like that, mm-hmm. you know uh, Damon Dempsey springs to mind damo who who who's still writing about you know social issues uh, uh today and uh you know that's that song of his where he thanks um the Choctaw Nation for making that donation to us during the great hunger in it, it, they they whipped together a few dollars. I can't remember the the amount is 130 or something like that, but he, he tanks them in this song, you know, and you you know, you 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 think is there another nation in Europe whoever wrote a song apologizing to the Native Americans mm-hmm. for what someone from their country had done like Sheridan had had, had done and thanking them like that you know you, you I don't think I don't think so. You know? no it's
0: weird it is weird and like even like the wolf tone swell they have like a uh they have a, i think it's called boston rose i think that's a yeah. song as well yeah. Um, yeah. like it's just it's just so weird like and it's beautiful like it really is um it, it's a it is it's, it's weird i don't know if we're just being biased though maybe like every country does have their own like they're like no our music's better but like i've listened to, i've listened to some of our like music like english folk music is kind of weird and then like i've listened to some like um I've listened to some like obviously like it, it I don't want to sound racist, but like whenever you do you try and listen to like some African songs or like uh like even Aboriginal like songs, I'm just like I, I can I can get into that. There's just something about like the instruments that the Irish use and like the yeah. constant yeah. Like, doo, 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 yeah. like it's just I don't know, it's just something different.
1: It's it it's the beat or something. You can't help getting dragged along by it, like you know. I mean <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I'm a, a multi instrumentalist. I have loads of instruments, but I can't feck and play any of them properly.
0: So, <laughs> so
1: there must be a word in the English language besides gobshite for someone like that. But every time I get it into my head, I go, God, I'd really like, uh, you know, a ukulele, or i really like. Uh, uh, at, at, at at the moment, I keep thinking about melodians. I'm driving my wife mad, and I'd love a melodion, you know, What's
0: like a melodian. I've never heard of that.
1: You know the old uh, uh, <laughs>
0: like an accordion, you know. Ah oh, right, accordion. Yeah. Okay.
1: But, but um what I was gonna say, I I I, I I I think it depends on the country, maybe. I wonder if somewhere like Algeria, they're they're pretty good singers over there. They, they must have a load of songs about how, how awful the French were to them. Like, mm. you know. We look it up, we look it up. Or maybe yeah, you must. need to get someone from Algeria on and say, yeah. Here, listen. How many songs have you got about how you's, uh, you uh <laughs> taught the French? You
0: know, I know. I wonder if so they we, do. Must, have. we yeah, must I'm have. going to research that afterwards and see yeah. um, what sort of like different countries like uh, if they've been impressed, like what their what their music's like. Um, the other thing is Nathan, how many
1: countries really fought an empire for you know seven or eight centuries? Like. It's only us, really, isn't it? For that amount of time.
0: Yeah, because like even whenever the Spanish went over to like South America, that was quite quick, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they went them like all that.
1: out there. Basically, they left nobody to sing any songs. Yeah. And they really, you know.
0: Um, but, yeah. And then the Americans, they fucking, they defeated the British like very quickly as well. And yeah. I know. I'm trying to think. There's not. Well, it's like what you said about like sort of Palestine and Israel, like yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, it's weird. I'm trying to think. I can't really think of much other, much our places really. Yeah. What about the French in the Asia? Would that be? Yeah, yeah. You'd wonder. Uh,
1: it wouldn't have been as long as 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 us. Like you know, I mean, I think their their influence, their couple of couple of centuries, all right.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it's not I mean, as even... long as this because like this is still going on. Isn't it weird that you think about that? Like it's like there's still colonization in the world, like in this center. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, do you know what? I heard something recently and I didn't get it all, but there's a, about a dozen nations in Africa who are still making payments to European countries for, for, as, as some sort of a, an exit strategy, an exit fee. I'll nice. have to look more into that now as well, myself. God, I'm gonna sound like the right tick now, um, but it, yeah,
0: it, it, you've it's, got your tinfoil hat on. <laughs> they're, they're still making
1: some kind of, you know, um, reparations for 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 leaving, uh, for leaving, you know, the mother nation. Like you know, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of money as well. Like you know, um, yeah, I can imagine. We're 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 still we're still. We owe a lot to Africa, really, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, The as, Lion King as, as was a great movie. Say what? The Lion King was a great movie.
1: Lion <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, which, which, which one is that? That's the that's the cartoon, the is it?
0: cartoon one, the new cartoon. one was terrible. Absolutely mm-hmm. hated it. Cannot stand, listen, Beyonce. All right. No, no way. Not for me. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you one other question uh, to finish up on. Uh, it was actually supposed to be my icebreaker with you, but we got stuck straight into it. So, um, what is your favorite Irish movie?
1: You don't you don't need an icebreaker when you have uh, uh, two Irish men or no two Irish, Irish women, women, even, <laughs> even in a, in a room like there's no there's no ice. Like it's like, <laughs> oh, you know yeah, the old uh, where are you from? Uh, my favorite Irish movie. Um, geez, I got a good few. I I watched uh, I watched Hunger recently uh, again uh, brilliant and I watched H3 as well uh, which is Lawrence McCone's movie and it should be seen more really it's it, it, it you know because it's from someone who was there um, I love the wind that shakes the barley I know that's it's a bit my,
0: that's my favorite
1: is it well 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 we can agree on that. No and I saw some ep- excerpts from the snapper there the other day, and I, I was kind of going, God, actually, at the time we really loved that sort of stuff there, you know, Roddy Doyle sort of stuff. But uh, for me, the politics is, is always great. There's been some some classic ones as well. Um,
0: Darby was Oco that one, little people. <laughs> Sean no, I really? I really,
1: I really. Even as a kid, when I saw that movie, *Darby O'Gill and the Little People*, I was just going, "These guys don't understand us at all." <laughs> you know? Like, and they must come over, like the older ones, like in their seventies, who were raised on that movie, and go, "You know, where's the goddamn leprechauns?" You know, uh, it's scared. It's
0: to curb- see the banshee in that? That scared the absolute shit out I me. Mean, it scares me to this day. Jesus. And that's don't a talk movie. about it. <laughs> <laughs> how crazy is that
1: what what about um what about uh that movie about the was it cal did you ever see that movie cal i think no i don't cal.
0: think so I, I
1: i i could be wrong i'm really bad at movies my wife's gonna laugh when when she knows we talk to movies but it, <laughs> it was about this ira volunteer like you know but it, it, it was uh it was a classic there was another one as well. I think it was called The Courier or something like that. I think that was Gabriel Bourne. Like some of those early Irish kind of <laughs> 80s movies that, that were made on very low budgets. Like they're they're yeah. kind of incredible. But I thought, uh, oh, geez, you know what I thought? Black 47, was it? That movie there recently about the great hunger where the fellow comes back and uh, he, he wreaks revenge on uh, the landlords and the agents who who starved his family, oh it's God. like the Great Hunger meets Rambo. There's even a nod or two to Rambo in the movie, like he sews himself up from a wound. But I watched it with my son now, and uh, he's he's forty. Uh, he's sixteen, and we were just you know cheering through the whole movie. Go on, you know, like it's just great. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: kind of like twelve not 12 years um uh return of django do you remember that movie yeah, um I with, that. Uh, oh geez i'm so bad at actors i can't remember but but it's like it's like you know a uh, former slave getting revenge against his his oh, master so Django like...
0: unchained is that the one oh, yeah, yeah
1: sorry return of django is a song <laughs> sorry yeah, yeah i was django
0: like i was like day. what yeah do no, django unchained whenever you say yeah. return django i was like is that the second movie that he done yeah. yeah Jimmy fox it's one of my favorite it's a quentin tarantino movie it's actually yeah that's right my, that's,
1: that's
0: my right, movie. That's Fucking right. Love that movie it's brilliant. That is good uh, sorry
1: i don't know how many conversations i've probably had with people on tours where i've mentioned a movie that doesn't exist and go, <laughs> you, know, you know this movie you know this movie uh you know so well, one time i i had the great pleasure of showing Mel Brooks around Dublin oh
0: wow really I,
1: I, I bumped into him right I bumped wow. into him in a bookstore and I ended up walking around with him for you know the bones of an hour right he was over because his wife at the time was in some play here I can't remember um, but anyway we met some friends of mine on the street as well and we had a good laugh and we, we were we were chatting but one of, one of my pals he's, he's a guy called Fran King you know Francis King he, he's a musician. And we bumped into him, like, and uh, Fran goes to me, ah, Larkin Collins. And then he turns and he goes, Mel fucking Brooks, you know. And it was just great because Mel really loved it, right? Yeah. So I was telling these Americans on my tour, uh, a long time after, it, 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 some, somebody said something and it prompted the story and I said, yeah, yeah. I had Mel Gibson on my tour, you know, like, and they were going, Mel Gibson. I was going, yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah. And uh, I was going, you know, cause, cause he's Jewish, you know, like he, he loved the humor and all this. And they're going, no, Mel Gibson's not Jewish. And I was going, he's Jewish. He's Mel Gibson, you know, and I went on like for about a half an hour till eventually I went, <laughs> actually, sorry, Mel Brooks. So.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That is funny. I, uh, I've i done that a couple of times as well on the podcast. I've talked to people on I've said someone's name and I'm like adamant that it's their name yeah. and then they'll correct me. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Even in the comments, I was talking about this guy, Graham Hancock, and uh, I kept on saying Matthew Hancock or something. Oh. <laughs> and in the comment says, did you not mean Graham Hancock? And I was just like, <laughs> shit, I've been saying his name for the last half an hour. But I mean, we're all human. We're all human. Yeah, don't exactly. Know, exactly. We, don't have those, we don't have those Elon Musk chips yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank no, um, Some way, uh, yeah. Thanks very much for doing this. Um, I, we I could talk to you for ages as well. I mean, on different stuff. I'll definitely have you on again in the future. Um, well, I look forward to that. I, I know that you've uh, you put up a post recently. Um, you're starting back to tours again. Do you want to give out like dates about that and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until the first of July this year, 2021, and uh, do daily tours. Uh, they're from the international bar. Actually, it's easiest if people just go to my website, which is 1916rising.com and all the information is all up there, you know. Uh, so we're saying, you know, you really, not we, there's myself and, and one or two others, but uh, we're not, we're not a huge company. So we, we've got to keep it kind of small. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe, you know, 20 people is, 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 is maxing it out. Like, you know, you don't want people freaking out. I'm not going to wear a mask doing the tour because it doesn't work, you know, but I'm going to get people to, to spread, spread Mm -hmm. out. I've got my vaccine already. So I, I, you know, and I'll still, still be keeping safe. I'll still be washing hands and and that sort of stuff and maintaining social distance. But a mask doing the tour, I tried it during the summer there last year, just didn't work, you know, because people don't see your, your facial expressions and, they don't know whether you're 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 having a laugh or not, like you know. So uh, I I probably think I'll say to people, hey, you wear a mask, you know, and I and I and I won't. That will keep us all all pretty yeah. safe. So I hope we get loads of Irish people, uh, Nathan, because uh, everybody's staying at home. You know, no one's going to be going to uh, Spain really for, for for their holidays this year, or yeah. uh, or wherever they go. Where do people go? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Ibiza. fucking I Ibiza, yeah, Magaluf. <laughs>
1: yeah Magaluf I I was in Magaluf once and um, once yeah because I went to Santa Ponza with uh, my friend and we said let's go to Magaluf and see what it's all about this was in the 80s and it was like you took the worst people from the British army and you put them into all the pubs in this <laughs> short little area it was freaking scary you know
0: it's not and, weird uh, in Mallorca. it's like santa paul says the irish and then magalus like all the british like I, know, so I know why are we always like that we just there's I always that divide i don't know i think i think the irish are
1: moving into magaluf a bit though uh, these days what do i know i'm 50 51 years of age i, I have no <laughs> exactly dealings with anybody somewhere. who goes to magaluf but just on hearsay well, look, Nathan, it was really great to be on this show. I, I enjoyed chatting with you. I, I hope I see you for a pint at some stage in life. And um, we'll uh, talk some some more shit, I suppose.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. I'll, uh, 100%. Of whenever I'm over in Ireland, I'll definitely hit you up and uh, we can have a Guinness or two. I know it's so cliche, but, I mean, that's what we do. Um, yeah. Or if you're in London, I can take you for some, I don't know, what the drink here, John Smith's or something like
1: that. <laughs> I used to like... Uh, it, it, an Indian Pale Ale, an IPA over there, oh. and uh, I remember uh, one of the first times I was in a bar, <laughs> and I got a bit confused, and 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 this guy said to me, "What do you want? What do you want, mate?" And I went, uh, uh, "An IRA <laughs> <laughs>
0: instead of an IPA."
1: He's like looking at me like.
0: Is this do bonds here, <laughs> Jaeger bonds. Uh, yeah. Sure. yeah very good. Listen, uh, Lurkham thanks very much for coming on and doing this, and. Um, so you've got your website. You're on Instagram. Do you have Facebook or Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I,
1: I, you know, I have Facebook, but you know, it's like I don't know what it is. 1916 walking tour or something like that. Facebook is dead. You know, yeah. I yeah. think it's just mm-hmm. it's a, it's a dead zone. I, I go on the odd time to to you know tell people what I'm doing, but um, it it's 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 dead. It's it's really you know, Instagram is where it's at. I love Twitter. I, I i i enjoy twitter a lot like i think it's great the way you have access to people you know so i have a twitter 1916 walking tour is my twitter handle if anyone wants to join in
0: that's it mm-hmm.
1: and tiktok hey tiktok
0: <laughs> that's a chinese listening in on you I wouldn't yeah, yeah, to that. Yeah,
1: just, <laughs> just give them a nod there you go that's <laughs>
0: no Lurkin, thanks very much for doing this everyone i would definitely recommend his podcast if you're interested in irish history it's uh, it's fucking great and your episodes aren't that long either so it's very and um, it's an easy uh it's an easy listen to and um, so yeah I would definitely recommend it to to everyone but uh yeah Lurkin, thanks very much for coming on and doing this i really appreciate it I had a good time <laughs>